Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Yellowtail Talks Tech. Uh, my guest today needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce her anyway. It is, of course, Paloma Vilsius, co-founder and tech goddess. Can I say that? Tech goddess? <laughs> um, we got a lot of really cool things to talk about today. Um you know, first and foremost, I want to mention that we had just received accolades from Course Report uh, for being one of the rising stars uh, uh, under, as, as per their uh, guidelines and everything. One of the rising stars in the uh, the ever increasing world of boot camps and whatnot. And even though we don't like to call ourselves a boot camp because we're a little bit different, we're going to take it. So we want to thank, first off, thanks to everybody at Yellowtail for making that happen. Um, it takes a village and, uh, you know, that would be enough to be able to talk about and get excited about, but we have two other pretty big announcements here that you might've already seen. And that is that we, have two new partnerships. And that's primarily what we're going to talk about today. Uh, our first partnership is with Red Hat. And as you know, our Linux for Jobs, uh, the coup de grace of the Linux for Jobs is getting your Red Hat certification as a Linux system administrator. And um, to be partnering with them or to be kind of a part of their uh, organization lets us know that we are doing something right. They like what we're doing. Uh, I'm going to be talking to Plum a little bit about what Red Hat is. And for those of you that don't know, we'll get a better understanding of that. Now, if that weren't enough, I mean, that in itself, that's pretty cool stuff. But there's even more because the same thing is happening with AWS. And we are now uh, partnering with AWS or affiliated with AWS as somebody that just flat out knows what they're talking about when it comes to AWS cloud engineering. Uh, we've been teaching that for a little while now. Th those are our two programs. And to have the support of the two companies that we base our programs on is pretty phenomenal. So Paloma, I know you are excited. And I want to first off, thank you for taking a break in your vacation to come and talk to us. Uh, I know that uh, the tacos await, so we should probably <laughs> just get right down to business, huh? Yes. So as Ram said, I'm currently on vacation in Mexico City, and I've been eating my way through the city since last Thursday <laughs> um, uh, with my daughter and husband. Um, but I, I, I think it was a good idea to take this time to uh, join the podcast for the first time. And also, it's my first podcast. Um, so I may look a little nervous and it's because I am nervous, but <laughs> guess what? Even people with many years of IT experience still get imposter syndrome. Um, but I'm at the point where I just acknowledge that the feeling is there and I, and I work through it. There you go. And that's what you got to do. And, um, uh, God, I remember like when I started my career and everything, getting up in front of a group and speaking was the most horrifying thing that could have ever happened. And 
I've done it so much in the past 20 years now that I've, I've, I actually enjoy it now. So yeah. it's kind of weird. I think, you know, it's like anything, the more you do it, the more it becomes a uh, habit and everything. So, but, um, but yeah, that's cool of you to come in uh, on your vacation and talk. And um, this conversation that I want to have with you, I think is going to be as much for my benefit as it is for uh, people that are out there that might be thinking about a career in tech or, you know, becoming uh, a Red Hat certified or AWS cloud certified. But my, my first question is, um, again, it might sound like a a real basic question to people that are better off versed than I, but what is Red Hat and why is it so important to okay. the Linux environment? That's awesome. And to our listeners, I'm going to try to speak in the most simple terms possible. And I'm going to try to explain some of the complicated terms I'm going to have to throw out here because nice. I can't speak about Red Hat and not mention some complicated Sure, terms, sure. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I want to speak about Red Hat, not only like an operating system, but as more than that. So first of all, it's an American software company that provides open source software to enterprises. Um, it's one of the leading uh, providers of enterprise open source solutions. So open source solutions tend to be applications that are open source, meaning that there's there's a development uh, model behind them that's community powered, and Red Hat as a company is part of of this uh, open source development uh, community. And uh, in other words, this means they participate and contribute to the development of the technology that not only uh, benefits Red Hat but a whole ecosystem of organizations. So from other companies that may use it to build solutions for enterprises and also for the enterprises that use it to, to build uh, their own IT environments. Um, of course, Red Hat doesn't only contribute code, which is the first thing that comes to our mind when we think about an open source uh, community, but they also help with documentation, with um, pushing the, the development effort to, to adopt standards, um, and to commercialize the technology. Um, so like we get we get asked by students a lot, like, did Red Hat create Linux? No, they didn't really create it, but they're part of the development effort that keeps it uh, alive. And not not just Linux, but other technologies that I'll mention. So but that that brings up another question. I don't mean to interrupt you, but the I understand there are other Ubuntu and other types of Linux softwares that people can use. So I guess then what you're saying is Red Hat could be like, you know, like Nike is to Adidas and some of the other shoe brands. It's another brand that you can use Linux or, or that operates on Linux, or am I getting that wrong? Well, it is another brand in itself, but it it works with the like a like a a basic that I, I don't think the shoe equivalence is fair. Okay. Um, 
So, so it's like, it's based on, on a specific version of the Linux kernel for, uh, to, to call it somewhere. Um, and then they add things to it that make it more secure, more supportable, meaning, meaning, uh, that it's an open that it's a th that it's an operating system or a software that a company will be able to use for many years if they need to um that will have uh security patches and upgrade if any if any uh security concern were to to come up which gotcha. um, gotcha. it's it's very normal in technology so red hat adds that support um and of course, some enhancements that benefit performance, security, and all these things. So why why Red Hat over, you know, some of the other like Ubuntu or something like that? Okay. Or do you need Red Hat to use Ubuntu? No, there or am I confusing everybody now? <laughs> you are you are confusing everybody. And actually, I, I want to go one step behind. Um, okay, good. So Red Hat doesn't only sell this high-performing Linux operating system. Uh, that's what they're most known for. But they are also um, in the business of uh, creating solutions for what's called hybrid clouds. Um, and and Red Hat has their own model for hybrid for hybrid clouds. Um, so so it's a technology that allows customers to build applications or workloads that can work in in any footprint. Meaning they can be like at a data center that the company itself manages. It can be at something called the edge, which is a new computing uh, terminology. That refers to computers that computing that happens close to the source. So a good example for this is like the the data that uh, space spacecrafts collect when they go um, uh, to the to the outer space. Like it's too expensive and too complicated to bring that data from outer space to the Earth. So what happens is they have computings on the aircraft that com computing on the aircraft that is able to process the data, maybe ditch some information that we don't have use for, and it just brings a subset of, of the information. The same gotcha. happens with, with production plants. Like you want to have computing capacity close to where the, 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 the things are, are engineered. or The programmed. origin. Yeah, exactly. close to the origin. Yeah. Yeah, the other space that uh, Red Hat operates in is in containers uh, and orchestration technologies. So containers are like a very new development um, inside uh, IT technology where, where you have um, like a smaller footprint of a computer to call it somehow. Um, and it has everything the application needs to, to work. So this creates um, portability for, for across environments. So you could bring your application from one cloud to a different cloud or from on-prem to a cloud or from the cloud to on-prem. Um, so, so it's a big thing uh, in the computing world in the, in the last years. Um, okay. I wanted I wanted to share that terminology so we can level set the the conversation and also understand Red Hat as 
something something bigger than an operating system. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That totally makes sense. And um, it's interesting in talking with a lot of the students because uh, uh, containers are kind of new. That that seems to be an area that every you know when I ask what are the what are the areas you're looking to improve, that's usually the answer I get. You know, it's yes. like containers. And I started asking, and why is that? You know, and that that's exactly what they tell me. So, um, so now there are other yeah. operating systems that companies can use, yes. like you know Windows and and uh, Microsoft and everything. But why are so many businesses choosing Red Hat now? Okay. So in general, they use Linux operating systems because they have Linux based operating systems because they have a very large uh, user community. And and because it's an open source uh, development model, there's continuous improvement to the software that not only depends on one company, like in the case of Microsoft, like Microsoft builds one uh, technology inside Microsoft maybe consulting with their customers, but it's just Microsoft and the developers that Microsoft has internally. In the case of Linux, it's it's a global community community effort. Um, and and therefore the perspectives of companies of all sizes, of all like uh, that that have totally different legal requirements or or technology ecosystem. That is all part of of this development effort. Um, so it's it's richer in that sense. Okay. Um, in general, Linux is also known for having uh, like excellent performance and security because as an operating system, it's it's considered more lightweight than something like Windows. Um, and that's because it has to call it somehow a modular design. So basically, when you install Linux, when you when you uh, build something on top of Windows, you kind of have to adopt Windows with everything it has. Um, so it's a very heavy operating system. From something as simple as you have the the graphical interface uh, that has uh, security, so can have security issues, can have um, like a performance cost, like that graphical uh interface is gonna is gonna take space from your memory and stuff like that your cpus so you can you can operate without these things in linux and and i'm i'm (laughs) i'm using a very simple uh example but there's other things that you can say i'm not gonna use this specific service in linux uh because i don't need it so therefore i just remove it and now I don't have to I don't have to worry about security vulnerabilities on it. I don't have to worry about um uh the, the performance impact it has because I'm simply not using it and, and it's not present. Um so Red Hat as uh Red Hat Enterprise Linux is very popular among businesses and enterprises of all sizes because it offers additional support um for companies using the the operating system and as i mentioned earlier they guarantee um continuous improvements to the operating system and and this has an impact 
mostly on performance security and the the tool and the operating system being able to support newer uh, tools and, and applications. It sounds like it's extremely versatile and customizable then for yes. businesses, like much more so than than many other operating systems where it's kind of like, this is what you get. This is, this is how it works. Hope it works for you. Yes. Where you're able to kind of make it work for you and, uh, you know, work for your specific needs and everything. Um, so that's, that's cool. You know, you, you would think that I would already know all this stuff having been with you guys for a year now, but, um, (laughs) I continue to learn. I continue to learn. So are you able to, kind of explain a little bit about what this partnership means to Yellowtail and more specifically, how does it really benefit our students? Yeah. So um, a little background. Uh, Red Hat has a program called the Workforce Development Program, where they're partnering with universities and technical um, training academies like Yellowtail to support career starters and career changers who don't want to um, go into like a four-year degree program in a university. And this is motivated because um, Red Hat, as a company that interfaces with thousands of companies all over the world, again, of all sizes, they are in a position where they can see how customers actually struggle to find uh, talent that has open source skills. Um, And they're very aware of the millions of tech jobs that go unfilled every year. Like this is is not a secret in the the IT world. Um, So they they wanted to uh, promote uh, a way to to get into the IT space, especially the open source uh, space. in a in a way where you don't have to go to the, through that four year program if unless you want to, um, because it's also clear and this is this is what I think not not what Red Hat thinks. Um, universities don't necessarily prepare you uh, with these open source uh, skills. They're trying to give you a very wide curriculum uh, where where you're going to learn about a lot of things. And then the the market, the job market wants you to know these other things. So there's there's not an an absolute overlap there. So what they've done over the years is they've they've promoted certifications, tech certifications, where you learn a lot about um, certain technologies, and then you go and take a certification exam to kind of demonstrate that you know what you know, right? So. Um, they're partnering with universities and training schools like us um, to, to provide those foundational skills in Linux by offering um, very high quality training labs and, and of course, CERT prep. Um, so how this benefits our students? Well, I think that it benefits in several ways. First, um, by us becoming an official training partner to Red Hat, it gives our program a lot more notoriety and, and credibility. Um, and this translates into our students being able to leverage the credibility when they when they go to the job market. Um, 
then then there's there's other things like we will start using official Red Hat uh, content for our cert prep. And uh, this this is going to alleviate some problems we had in the past or not problems, but it's going to make us operate smooth, smoothly, um, because if Red Hat released a new major version of the operating system, let's say they went from eight to nine and then the exam was based on version nine, some some important things in the operating system change. And therefore, we would have to go and update our training to reflect that. Um, so now we're going to get all those training updates from Red Hat directly. And that's that's going to that's going to improve the experience of our students when they go sit for an exam. Um, we will also uh, be, begin to sell exam vouchers at a lower cost, of course, only to our student community. Right. Um, so our students will start seeing those those uh, discounts. They they have already started actually, yeah. um, and we'll have other uh, opportunities for training that will impact both our teachers and our students. So our teachers will go through uh, Red Hat training. They'll have different um, events where they can where they can uh, network with other Red Hat trainers. They can keep current with with new technology that they release. Um, and also, we're going to be hosting things like webinars and and stuff like that with our students. Right on! Wow, that's like that is so cool, and like especially having that like direct pipeline there, being the first to learn about all these upgrades and updates and all of that kind of stuff. Talk about keeping it fresh, yeah. Yes, and I I forgot to mention another thing. Uh, f- one thing that we didn't have before was a program to kind of keep uh, growing your tech career after you became a a Linux system administrator. And now we're going to offer a a course to become a Red Hat certified engineer, which is like the second level um, and, and a very specialized level. I would say if you're, if you're in, in the Linux and even cloud space, because it, it helps a lot. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. And, and, you know, when you're talking about how, you know, universities definitely teach more of a generalist mentality, you know, like you can go into IT and kind of in a generalist and learn while you're there. And I know that, you know, our students are leaving with a lot of knowledge, but obviously you can't teach everything. So there are still, you know, third party, uh, uh, tools that they're learning and, um, different things like that. But what, you know, being Red Hat certified, uh, obviously a system administrator, you know, a a Linux system administrator is the the primary goal there. But what other sorts of jobs uh, are are our students looking at once they get their certification through us? Okay, so it's really a student to student kind of thing. So even... Uh, where you are, like the the jobs in one state are not necessarily the same as in a, in another states. So we have uh, we have students that go directly into engineer roles, which are more high level. They're they're able to kind of design and conceptualize solutions. Um, they're they're able to explain things that they built. There's others that go uh, to lower level jobs that are still very well paid, um, but are more operational. 
So they're supporting users or they're doing monitoring um, for production level applications. So they're alerting when there's a problem, they're going in and investigating when, when something is happening. Um, there's other uh, students that go into DevOps roles where they're working more closely with, with the development process um, for an application and uh, deploying those, those changes as they as they happen um there's other that there's others that go into support roles um so let's say if you're a, a cloud provider so and and by the way this this goes into how cloud and linux uh starts to have some interactions i that was going to be my next question yes. so nice segue <laughs> yes um so let's say you're a cloud provider i'm going to take aws as an example AWS has a big portion of their customers that have workloads that run on Linux. So they need people that know Linux that can support those companies that have um, workloads on Linux. Because if something were to happen at the, at the operating system level, they could pinpoint and troubleshoot what's happening there. Or they could help their, customer, their customers build solutions on top of Linux. So um, there's there's this uh, connection there um, always. Um, so I've mentioned DevOps support support um, Linux Linux system administration um, Linux engineer um, and there's there's also site reliability engineers. These are called uh, SREs popularly. Um, these are uh, more involved in in monitoring performance of applications of production applications. So like the applications customers are actually using um, and, and improving how they work, how the, how the development process works and all of that. So the, there's, there's many different names and. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, there's so many different opportunities. And like you said, I think it's kind of an in individual thing. Certain students are going to gravitate more towards uh, particular disciplines and whatnot. A lot of it, I think, is based on aptitude as well. You know, some people just have more of an aptitude and a love for doing cloud, or some people, you know, are wanting to focus more on cyber or, or you know, whatever. But it's a good, solid foundation. And yeah. somebody, when when I started and I was learning a little bit about our different degree programs, um, they told me that, you know, if, you know, a, a natural progression or a good way to do it would be to do the Linux for jobs program, then do the AWS cloud position because the, the cloud is so based on Linux to begin with. Once you have that good knowledge of Linux, it'll everything else will make a lot more sense. Does that make sense what I'm saying there? It does, though. There's there's some other um, difference. Like I, I would like to clarify, they're not different disciplines. They're different programs. Right. And they're, they're both designed for people with no IT experience. Our our Linux program um, is six months long, long and has significantly less content, um, and is and I would say it's easier to learn. Because Linux is more finite as a technology. And in other words, like um, 
there's there's less to learn in comparison with AWS because AWS will include Linux and will go far beyond that, right? Um, so, and it's also a very stable technology. Like you'll be learning about things that have existed for very long. Um, of course, they 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 change, but the base of the technology is the same. Um, AWS on the other side is the, the AWS for Jobs program is nine months long. Um, and as I said, you'll have to learn both Linux and AWS. Um, and above all, cloud computing is, is very fast paced. So you'll have to absorb crazy amounts of amounts of information and keep up with it, which is the hardest part. Um, so if I were comparing both programs, I would ask myself one of these three questions. How much time per week do you have to study? Like if you're somebody that has limited time, I would I would go uh, for the Linux for jobs um, because again it doesn't it doesn't count you out of a cloud computing job. You can find a cloud computing job with Linux uh, knowledge because I'm I I I would say that most environments have a, a hybrid environment, which is an environment that uses public clouds and uses their own data centers on-prem. So you'll be able to, to work with that. Um, then the, the other question I, I would ask is, how long do you want to commit? Do you want to make this career change in less than a year? Then Linux is probably your best bet there because the AWS program is nine months long and then you go to the job market, right? So so that, that's going to take about a year. Gotcha. Uh, and then uh, the other thing is, despite both programs being designed for people with no IT experience, we require a little bit more uh, of tech literacy for uh, people going to our AWS program because it's more complex. Uh, that doesn't mean you need you need to have prior work experience experience or you need to know the OSI model, um, but you need to be a little more handy with computers in general. Yeah. So that that totally makes sense. So here's here's a question too, and we're going to go like real back to the basics because I get asked this question a lot, and I want to hear your definition. Um, you know, for all the digital immigrants that are out there, what is the cloud? Explain the cloud. Okay. <laughs> I'm dying. Digital immigrants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so I know that for those of you hearing about the cloud for the first time, it's kind of a bit funny to imagine cloud computing. Like we all imagine the clouds. I, I know it. Um, however, I can guarantee that it's not as funny as we think about it the first time we visualize it. Um and I can also guarantee you that you've used the cloud before. Like, even your grandpa, if, if he has a phone, Rob, he's he's used the, uh, the cloud. So in general, we've all interacted with cloud storage, um, which, is, which is the most common form of cloud computing for, for individual users. Um, and these tend to be services like iCloud on, on the iPhone, like where our data is stored. 
um, like Dropbox, if you're using a third-party tool to to back up uh, your important files, or even the Google Drive, where we have not only storage but we also we also have like a PowerPoint equivalent. Um, right, right. Uh, uh, Google Documents and stuff like that. So those are just some examples to name a few. So in general, when we talk about the cloud, it's it's kind of things that we can access remotely over the internet. So when something is in the cloud, it means it's stored on internet servers instead of your computer's hard drive. So like I mentioned, the, the iCloud, we, ha- we, we can take 64 terabyte, terabytes of, of pictures on our iPhone, but our iPhone itself doesn't need to store those uh, files um, in it physically they can be stored on an internet server that apple manages and we access that file through the internet so that that's cloud for users right um but totally i mean that was a great explanation i mean that that uh, totally makes sense i'm glad (laughs) because it's not hard to explain these things in in simple terms um but There's the more uh, complicated side of cloud computing uh, that's more in an enterprise setting. And it's it's where we have on-demand delivery. So we're purchasing services on demand as we need them um, of IT resources over the internet with a pay-as-you-go pricing. So basically, when we need uh, uh, like a server or a computer that has a set amount of uh, memory or CPU or even disk storage, we use that on demand. So we're not, we're not putting capital to buy that server or that computer. We're just using it for however many minutes or hours we use it. Once we don't need it, we power it off and we're not paying for it anymore. Um, We're also able to get almost like virtually any uh, size uh, of of computing power. Um, so meaning we can get very, very fast computers. We can have uh, computers that can do um, that can do very uh, very complex mathematical uh, uh, processing that would be very, very expensive to 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 buy if you needed to if you needed for, just uh, some tests. Um, so you can run these in a pay-as-you-go pricing, just using it whenever you want. So it's it's a very big uh, change uh, on how IT environments work because instead of buying, owning, and maintaining the physical data centers and servers where you had that capacity, you can now access those technology uh, services um, which can include uh, computing, storage, databases, and even uh, other application technology on an as-needed uh, basis from a cloud pr- provider like AWS. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, more and more companies are going to this because obviously they don't need to, you know, have those huge server rooms and all of that kind of stuff. Um, do you know, and I would be interested to know, like what percentage of companies are now using the cloud? I would imagine everybody is going to be going that way here in the future. 
Yes, I I actually can't recall the the stats right now, but most companies do have some footprint in the cloud. And I have to mention, AWS is not the only cloud provider that exists. There's many more. I I believe it's AWS is the largest cloud provider globally, uh, both in terms of customers and services. Um, So as I was saying, most companies have a footprint on-prem and in the cloud, sometimes even in different clouds because they don't want to put all their eggs in a basket. Or maybe they have some, uh, they, they, they sometimes have some, uh, like legal or or data privacy requirements that encourages them to have a presence in in different um, clouds. Right, right. Uh, so, so it's very it's very uh, normal for customers to have a footprint in se- on several places, and that's an opportunity for special specialization um, for for our students. Um, so, so tell me then. You know, uh, and and it's probably a very similar answer to what you gave in in Red Hat. But how uh, uh, explain the partnership that we that we now have with them? I'm imagining it's very similar as far as the benefits to us and to our students. Yes, um, it's very similar. Um, so we recently became what AWS calls an official Amazon training partner, and. Uh, this partnership allows us to offer Amazon author training in addition to our own cloud programs. So it's it's similar in the benefits, but it has some uh, differences. So in the case of Red Hat, we're going to adopt their content for our certification program, for our certification uh, classes. However, in in the case of Amazon, we're going to offer their their author training. So it's training that they develop. We are going to teach it. Um, And sometimes we're going to teach it to our regular student base. Sometimes that's going to be to other people that come through us through through different means. So that's going to open a new market um, and that's going to add to our course catalog. So we're going to have new offerings uh, for our students. Um, one of the, one of the benefits of this is that it's gonna, it's gonna allow our teachers to go through a very rigorous, uh, training and, and vetting process that's going to impact all of our programs because now our teachers are going to have to be Amazon authorized instructors. Um, so that's gonna, that's gonna bring a, a whole deal of, uh, credibility too. Um, and it's also going to allow us to work with AWS directly, and we're gonna we're gonna be updated of service changes in a more structured way, which which was daunting for us uh, before. Yeah, so, I, got, I can only imagine. I mean, it's uh, trying to keep up with everything in the in the technology world is hard enough as it is, you know. That could be a full-time job for somebody just to, you know, kind of, I, I ask that question to students a lot. How do you keep up with everything? Because that's kind of part of what you need to be doing, you know? Yeah. So, so as you were saying, we're going to get 
way more brand recognition through this partnership. And that will translate into our students getting recognized in the job market. Um, one, of, one of the things we're currently seeing, every, every AWS for Jobs cohort will have a few people that, that work at Amazon. And this is not part of the partnership, but we're seeing that they can they can rise to different levels. Like they'll go from support to engineer or their, their, their managers are mentioning that they're seeing improvements in their performance. So we're really excited um, about what else we can make of this partnership. Um, and, and I can't wait. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't wait to, to the end of the year to report back on this. Well, I, I, I know it's pretty cool. It seems like, you know, uh, once a week lately, we've been getting these updates uh, through our uh, Yellowtail channels, you know, that like this is happening and that is happening. So uh, congratulations to you, to Juby, to the entire team, because uh, I think we're doing some pretty cool things out there, um, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, we are, yeah. So there's there's another story I think we need to tell here, and I I, I don't know I don't think that he's going to mind being called out on this, um, and, and if he is, then um, you listeners will not be hearing this part because we will take it out. But um, we have one student I know of, and maybe there's more, but I know of one student that has gone through both of our programs and got both certifications, and you know who I'm talking about, right? Yes, we're talking about Omatola. Omatola, my man. And uh, boy, I tell you that it, it was almost like when he went out there into the job field, he was um, almost, I, I don't want to say overqualified, but he was interviewing for some like pretty high up there type positions. And I think, you know, he was making it into these final rounds and and and, you know, and then not getting chosen. And I think that has more to do with the other people, maybe just having done it longer or something because he obviously knew his stuff, but man, he landed a, a pretty sweet um, senior position as his, uh, as his first uh, gig after he left us and everything. So um, man, you combine the two and that's some powerful stuff. Definitely. Um, Omotola is one of our most hardworking students we've we've seen. Um, our students, like everybody else, we go through with everybody else that gets into the IT field uh, has to deal with a catch-22. Everybody wants you to know about a lot of things. Like you'll see job descriptions where they're like, I want you to you to have 15 years of experience in cloud. Well, did the cloud really exist 15 years ago? Yeah, right. <laughs> you're using uh, in in your environment. Do they really reflect what existed 50 years 15 years ago? So everybody wants experience and and knowledge. And sometimes when when you go to when you when you compete against others, um, their experience will win definitely. Um, but I, I think it's a matter of you finding the job that was meant for you. And I this sounds cheesy, but I, I really think it's how it is. Um, because I, I don't think it sounds cheesy at all. I think you're absolutely right. I think, you know, there's something out there for everybody. And it, it might not be easy because you have to find it. You know, you got to keep going at it. But um, so, 
So yeah. you have to stay in the game to win. And that's what we saw Motola. It took him, it took him a little bit of time, but he found a senior role at a major, major international, like global company. And he's gonna learn a lot there. He's gonna have an opportunity to bring what he knows to the table. So I'm super excited for his future um, because once you start senior, like what's next for you, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's there's always that. That's the thing that everybody I talk to, and especially our students, are telling me all the time is one of the things they love the most about this industry is the fact that it you're not going to get stagnant. You know, it's not going to get stale. Things are changing constantly. There's something new when you think you know it all. Uh, it's time to move on. And, yeah. you know, this as long is- as you stay teachable and, and you know, keep that passion. I had a, a friend that was, I haven't seen this guy in years, but um, just probably the smartest, like book smart guy. I mean, he had good common sense too, but I don't think I've ever been in talking to somebody that was as smart as this guy on like a physicist type level, you know, just brilliant had a credible mind. And I asked him one time, I'm like, dude, what's it, what's it like to always be the smartest guy in the room? And I was kind of kidding him a little bit, you know, and he looked at me and he goes, well, I'm, I'm always looking for new rooms. And I thought, wow, that's such a great answer. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, if you're like already learned everything that you can, it's time to move on. And I think that more than anything, what we teach is, the art of being resourceful, the art of thinking on your feet, and we teach you how to learn. And that's the key, because no matter what we teach, you're going to go out there on that first day and somebody's going to throw a curveball at you. Exactly. (laughs) And I I love that you mentioned this because I don't know for a nurse, but for an IT professional, this is super important. Like, we have to, we're constantly thrown in different directions. Like it's very common for an environment to, to morph over time and it morphs because they have to make decisions on whether to keep using a certain software or not, or to uh, expand how they use the software, or they have to, they they decide to integrate with a, a totally different tools. So sysadmins and engineers, we are the ones called to lead that change. So we're change makers in our organizations. And in order for us to be those change makers, guess what? We're going to constantly have to be learning these new uh, technologies. So for me, that ended up being like the the most satisfying thing about this uh, this career, because I didn't even know that I like being challenged and 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 that I enjoyed learning so much but when I saw myself constantly building with totally new building blocks um every like periodically that gave me a lot of satisfaction so I think one of the one of the things that our students get from the program and it's it's not like one of our sales point but it's it's an actual benefit is that they learn how to learn they learn how to go about understanding something that's totally new and they get to kind of play with that Lego for, for a while and then teach others how to use it. And that's, that's super powerful. 
Yeah. Um, I, to me, that's the, the fun about even what I do, you know, it's, um, having been diagnosed with an itchy brain, I need to have that. I need to keep scratching it. You know, I want some, something constant, a new challenge or something like that. And, uh, you're certainly going to get that if you, uh, you know, enter the world of tech. Yes. Um, Many of the, Oh, go ahead. And this brings us to another thing. That's also what keeps our career so lucrative because we're, we're at the forefront. So, so they know that you came in with the knowledge of sysadmin, but you've learned about seven different tools in here. You've, you've been the, the, you've been at the forefront, you've been leading that you can speak about these other seven technologies as much as you can about Linux after two, three years, then you're automatically worth more every year. So, so that's, that's a huge point for, for people considering and, and a career in, in the IT space. Yeah, absolutely. If you're somebody that enjoys the challenge that enjoys uh, I should say constantly being challenged and constantly learning new things. Um, it's, it's a great career to build on, you know, you, there's really no ceiling. You yep. know, if you think about it, there's no ceiling like you have in, in some jobs, it's like, okay, you become the manager and that's it right now. What here it's like, you, you've, you can just go forever. So, um, Man, that, you know, we're already getting at about almost an hour here, and I really don't want to go too much longer because I know, number one, Zoe needs tacos, and, <laughs> and, and you guys got to get back out in the sun there and everything. Is there any any last bit of advice or information you'd like to share with our students or our potential students or anybody? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go back to exactly how I started. Um, I was talking about imposter syndrome, how I mm-hmm. still feel it. Um, I know imposter syndrome may be even keeping some of our potential students or even our students in our classes from showing up to the interviews, from scheduling that uh, career success uh, session. Schedule it. Apply to the jobs. Apply to the programs. You have to go through it to actually make it. Um yeah. Don't let the fear stop you. Fear has been with me at every point of my career, but I've 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 made the move with it. So so if there's anything you can learn from me today, it's that. And I bet you look back on those things that you were originally fearful of and they seem so trivial now. Oh my God. Yeah. Tri- it's like trivial, I can't believe I'm worried trivial, about that. Trivial is the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, Paloma, thank you so much for, for coming on and uh enjoy your well-deserved time off. Uh we will uh obviously be talking to you when when you get back, but um I appreciate you coming on. And um for those of you out there, um uh, again, this my name is Rob Coble. I don't think I ever introduced myself. I'm the career success manager here at Yellowtail, and this is Yellowtail Talks Tech. We'll be coming back with new episodes every first Monday of the month. So I hope you'll join us, and I hope you'll feel free to leave comments, suggestions, ideas uh, of topics that you would like to hear in the comments uh, below. And um, Again, thank you, Paloma, and we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you, Rob.